Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 155 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. Robert Shea is not here this week, so unfortunately, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Schick the acting director of Warrior Wellness and Policy Integration in the Air Force. You're stuck with just me this week. There's no none of the witty banter back and forth between Robert and I. Thank you very much uh, for joining me today. One of the things that all of the services have undertaken is to understand the importance and, and the state of the mental health of the men and women in uniform in each of their services. You are about to undertake a campaign in the Air Force to do that. Tell me what it is that you're going to look for and examine and how you're going to go about looking for it and examining it. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Schick, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. First, I want to say thank you so much, Francis. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk about the great program that we're, we're working on, which is called the Invisible Wounds Initiative. Now, this initiative was created in 2016 uh, really to, to – uh, identify barriers, break down those barriers, and promote health-seeking for those individuals who uh, may be uh, diagnosed with an invisible wound. Now, an invisible wound is uh, a cognitive, emotional, or behavioral condition that it can be associated with trauma or serious life event. Uh, examples of this is major depressive disorder, uh, PTSD, or, or traumatic brain injury, otherwise known as TBI. It's important to note, uh, I would say, that uh, it's not always combat-related. Uh, it, it's often seen as synonymous as combat-related, but there's a lot of instances uh, in which trauma can occur outside of the combat zone or home station. Uh, and that's the type of work that we are really trying to break down that stigma and provide or, or enable uh, a culture of organizational support. It's interesting that as right before you explained that it's not necessarily tied to combat, I had jotted down for my next question, invisible wound doesn't imply that it happened in battle. Is there a difference in the stigma that somebody in uniform might apply to seeking help about an invisible wound incurred in battle versus something that's not incurred in battle? I don't know that it necessarily is per se. There's a, uh, a level of understanding that that comes with somebody who receives, say, a purple heart or some sort of physical wound that's that's seen. Um, but the PTSD in particular is one of those conditions that you need to be exposed to death or threatening of death, actual or perceived serious injury or sexual violence. And, and in the name itself of being invisible wound, uh, whether that happens from a car accident or or uh, long-term exposure being downrange, uh, the effects are still the same. Uh, but back to your original question, I, I, it still goes into the invisible realm, so it's harder for people to understand uh, and, and really put their finger on, if you will. Is the fact that it's harder to understand the reason that it's harder for folks to articulate the challenge they're up against, or is it does that make it harder for them to articulate exactly what's going on inside them that they maybe they know they need help, but they're not sure exactly what they need help with? Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily articulate it as that. Um, certainly as systems ma symptoms manifest, 
there's going to be a, a myriad of uh, things that are involved, such as uh, um, emotional deregulation, withdrawals, physiological uh, symptoms, um, physical and emotional pain becomes more enhanced. And then there's, there's certainly the aspect from a work functioning. Now, uh, I, I'll tell you, uh, Francis, I, I'm not necessarily, I'm not a medical uh, guy. I'm an operations guy. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't, I can't really get delve too deep into the, the psychological aspect, but what I can say, uh, particularly from a work functioning, there is a decrease in an individual's ability to, uh, or at least it's been documented, a decrease in, in, um, in productivity and performance, uh, uh, underemployment, job loss, anger, difficulty with authorities. Uh, but that said, as symptoms go down, research shows that performance increases. And if we were able to break down the, that stigma, if we're able to meet people where they are, walk with them to where they need to go, help, help from the complex nature, support with a, a complex support network, um, we can, can lower that symptoms and, and work towards uh, retaining and, and, and building a more holistic, resilient force. Lieutenant Colonel Schick, you mentioned this uh, program was created in 2016 and referenced the barriers that you're looking for. Have you identified some already, or are you still kind of in the in the codification stages of what the the groups of barriers might look like? Well, I'll tell you, I'm so proud of the team and the work that they've done up to this point. We started off with doing an in-depth literature review, focus groups, uh, getting uh, getting to root causes. Uh, from a policy perspective, but also uh, simple uh, processes and form and function of, of various different um, uh, uh, engagement with individuals who have been diagnosed with invisible wounds. Now, having said that, uh, as we've progressed, uh, we've gone through several iterations or, or a few iterations of, of pilots to get after some of these uh, variables that have been identified. Uh, on top of the work that we've done to, to tweak policy to, to make it easier for people to self-report. And when they do, that they're actually uh, um, supported in a manner that, that is consistent with their needs rather than uh, simply under, um, you know, being uh, linear in, in the process. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, is we're, we're the processes and policies updated are with the individual in mind uh, to, to break down the, the second and third order uh, perceptions that, of support or lack thereof, I should say. Mm -hmm. How much of the mission of what you're undertaking is to connect people with resources and how much of it is to understand where they are and what might be holding them back from getting to the resources that they need? That's a great question. So ours is more of a strategic uh, view. So it's it's making the processes easier, uh, leaving the policy uh, or modifying the policy to make um, care for those individuals easier. Easier. Uh, we certainly have uh, commander co commanders call talking points that we push out. We we have training and uh, education videos that we have developed that we're, we're getting embedded into sessions and our professional military education. Uh, but it's really incumbent uh, on leadership teams 
supervisors, peers, to recognize those signs and symptoms and, and meet with people where they are and understand the resources to get them where they need to go. So really we're looking at, at this from a strategic viewpoint, but with the objective to push it down to the, the people who are, are dealing with those who may be suffering. How will you analyze the results that you get from this campaign? How will you uh, evaluate whether you were successful in getting to the people that you wanted to get to? Certainly. Now, we have a performance management uh, line of effort within our initiative that uh, we, we do various different data collections uh, points throughout the year. Uh, and after a policy change or a particular intervention has been um, uh, rolled out, we look for those changes to see if there has been an increase. Uh, and when there is, we, we replicate. And when there hasn't been maybe the success that we're looking for, uh, we go back to the literature, we go back to uh, our, our form of data collection, the instrument or survey that we're leveraging. Uh, and make sure that it's meeting the intent to watch those changes uh, in, in, as data rolls in. What do you do with the data then as you understand? It's, it might seem kind of counterintuitive, but I imagine this is a case where if you get more inquiries, more questions, uh, it's probably a, that's a good outcome because you have people who otherwise wouldn't have necessarily tried to, to, to seek some help. I, I completely agree with that, Francis. Uh, in fact, that's in fact part of the stigma associated with it. Um, you know, there, there's the common uh, concern that if more people are coming out of the woodwork, if you will, to identify that they have invisible wounds, all of a sudden it's saying, all right, what's, what's that trend or what's going on that, that, that more people are being identified? But I'll say... Uh, if we look at the, the literature, um, just from Iraq and Afghanistan alone, uh, it, it's been assessed that approximately 31% um, of troops returning from, from those conflicts uh, have a, a mental health condition. And, and that, that was from a RAND study back in uh, 2008, I believe. Um, when we look at the broader literature, we're looking at uh, approximately 17.9% uh, uh, for, for DOD that have, you know, one uh, to three disorders, um, whether it be depression, general anxiety disorder, or PTSD. And, and almost 10% of those have been screened for uh, at least two of those conditions. Now, as we expand this out, you know, not just from the military perspective, first responders, there's 32%, uh, police, 20% for PTSD uh, in both cases. And then looking at it from a civilian population, according to the National Institute for Mental Health, uh, you're looking at an average of 3.6% of uh, Americans with a range between 4 to 4% that have systems consistent with post-traumatic stress at any given year in a lifetime prevalence of almost seven to 80%. Uh, I say all that to, to say the, the amount of individuals, just adult population, you're looking at uh, up higher than, than 6 million people in the United States alone. So having more people come out doesn't necessarily suggest that there is a greater prevalence, but to your point, and I think you're spot on with that, is we, we are touching 
a, a particular element that is essential for people feeling comfortable to, to report their conditions. And now what do we do with that from that point? We got to care for them and show that A, we, we value their contributions, but, but B, uh, that we in fact do care about our, their, our airmen and guardians well-being. Is the most difficult thing to overcome still the resistance that an individual has that in a warrior environment, admitting something like this is not indicative of a warrior mentality? Is that still the toughest pull, or is that maybe part of the work that you're doing to determine if that ball has moved at all? Now, that's always a hard, that, that's a hard one. Right. And that, that's something that we're actively working towards and going from a broader perspective, creating that understanding uh, that there isn't going to be negative ramifications. It is looked at as a sign of strength um, it, it is a positive effect. And, and you know, I'll, I'll even I'll even go out there and say I, I struggle with that same aspect, Francis. Years ago, I, I had uh, I, I've combat-related PTSD myself, and I fought it. I fought it very hard. My perception and mentality was, hey, I've gotten over everything else my entire life. Uh, I can get over this. And, and so you have that that barrier not only from the perception aspect, but the, it's the self-stigma that you have to fight. And, and what I will say is um, – the earlier people go seek help, the lower the symptoms, uh, likely the lower the symptoms an individual will have uh, and the quicker recovery time there is uh, to that. So I would encourage anybody who's, who's struggling with an invisible wound to actually go do it when, it, it's, it, when you're starting to notice the symptoms. Um, because the longer you wait, the, the harder it is. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's my long way of saying yes. We're we're focusing on it on all fronts, but it, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a challenging uh, set to get after. I think when you frame it that way, Lieutenant Colonel Schick, uh, it, the term "invisible wound" makes a tremendous amount of sense. Because if you had a visible wound, you of course would go get care for it right away, and. So by terming it that way, it strikes me that's an that should be, I would think, an effective way to convey to someone this is the same thing. Just a, there's a little nuance to it. Not that it's a totally separate uh, healthcare issue that you should think about in a completely different way. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of uh, something that I heard, uh, you know, not too long ago is. There isn't really any shame or, or harm for an individual going if they have a broken arm to go to the doctor, and there shouldn't be anything associated with a, a, a wound that other people can't see. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and, and some of the barriers to overcome is the perception, um, or whether that's accurate or not, uh, of others, but that's that self-perception. Uh, uh, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's nothing greater than that to overcome whatever, um, uh, you know, wound we, we or individuals suffer than to go seek treatment. Um, it, it's best for the best outcomes from, from work performance, uh, family relationship, friends relationship, uh, work relationships, holistically, the individuals, uh, 
th that is the ideal and best outcome and uh, not necessarily in that order either. We're starting to run out of time and I appreciate you spending some time with me today. What do we know gets people over that hump? You know, I, I've been fortunate to work in this space for approximately the last five, uh, almost six years now. And the one thing that I have found to be, uh, well, there's a couple of things that I found to be most pivotal. One is individual stories of uh, trauma and overcoming that trauma. Being able to put somebody, having, having the strength and wherewithal to put themselves out there and let other people know that they've experienced a similar situation. Uh, and they were able to find their way out and then walk with them on how to get out. And that's, uh, and those are two separate things, but really I, I frame them as the same. Uh, by creating a, an environment in an office or, or a particular uh, environment where individuals know I can go there and there's been people that have experienced the same things that I have. They just understand. I don't have to explain it for the 30th time. I don't have to engage, uh, you know, and, and, you know, rip that Band-Aid off so quick. These people can look at me and they know and I can tell them a little piece here and a little piece there and they get it. They understand. And then they'll walk with me to, to go seek help. And that's really uh, that is how you meet people where they are. That is how you support them. And you're, that's how you walk with them. And it's make no mistake. It's a long road uh, and it's a hard road, but it, it's with peers and it's with with people who care that that matter. Uh, it has to be authentic, and and, and that would be uh, if I had anything to put foot stomp uh, outside side of you know the, our concerted effort to show that you know we value uh, individual well being and contributing um, uh, value the members' contributions is to meet people where they are and be authentic about it and walk with them when they need it. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Schick, Acting Director of the Warrior Wellness and Policy Integration Program at the United States Air Force. It's great to talk to you. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for your time, Francis. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.